Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, guys, welcome back to the MVM Show. I'm Titus, your host. And today is, I don't know how to say it, because uh, I'm, not, I'm not a person that tries to act on emotion or act on other people's emotions, but if you've heard of anything, there has been another school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, <clears throat> and... It's a mass shooting, and I have some things that, that I want to say about this. Um, first off, um, I feel, you know, we'll pray for the families that are having to deal with this horrendous situation, and for the other kids that had to witness this, um, what it was is there was 21 killed in a mass shooting, uh, 19 kids between uh, second and fourth grade and then two teachers that were murdered in a school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Um, I believe it was Rob Elementary School. And I'm going to get in some details. I'm going to play some clips. Um, I'm going to read some info from online. I'm going to get into some of this and and give my thoughts on this because uh, the first thing that happens... Most of you probably listen to this. I would say a majority are gun owners. Hold on. Are gun owners, and you know where this is going to go. <laughs> I mean, we know exactly the leverage that happens when something like this happens for our Senate, for the president, all these things. They, they, they're going to take advantage of it. So um, I don't want to get uh, the cart ahead of the horse here. But anyways, just to reiterate... 
21 are dead, two teachers, 19 kids. Um, you know, between the ages of, I believe that's kind of between the ages of eight and 11, somewhere in there. And I, as a father, as a parent, I can't even imagine, I can't even fathom it. I don't even want to think about it because I'm sure no matter how good you treat your children, you're going to have regrets, right? You're going to wish you would have hugged them. Excuse me. You're going to wish you hugged them a little bit tighter. You're going to wish you said you lo- you said you loved them one more time. I mean, that's just the way it is. And that's, that's life. You're always going to wish you did more when something like this happens. Or if you lose somebody, you wish you would have did more things with them. And that's why we can't take each other for granted. And that's why we've got to love each other. We've got to treat each other right. Don't say things right. I mean, we're human. We make mistakes. But don't say things that you're going to end up regretting. And we've all done it. I've done it way too many times that I even want to mention. But it gets us to thinking. Death always brings thoughts to us like, does these arguments, these things we face in our life, do they really matter? Me being impatient with my kids and getting mad and frustrated with them and telling them, you need to grow up. You know, like we say that sometimes to our seven, five, six, seven, eight year old kids. And we don't, we think they should be more mature at the time. But then when you look back, say they're 12 now and you see how you acted to them or things you said to them when they were five, you're like, my goodness, they were a baby. They're little kids. It's like, why do we as parents expect so much out of our kids when they're so young? Um, I've made that mistake so many times. It's like, man, come on, dude. You got to get, you got to learn some patience. You got to be a parent. You got to raise them right. The Bible says raise them in the fear and admonition of God. That's the best thing, right? Because they fear God and they love the Lord. They're situations like this aren't going to happen. Okay. It's not a gun problem. It's a sin problem. Let me say that again. That's probably going to be the title of this episode. It's not a gun problem. It's a sin problem. Bottom line. The the first two commandments, I'm going to get into start playing these clips and stuff, so don't leave. But the first two commandments says, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, strength, everything, right? Everything that's within you to love God. The second is like unto the first Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, and when you have these two things, these together, stuff like this will never happen. It's not about the guns. It's not about the assault rifles. I can't stand that. That's a term. Yes, it's a true term. It's an assault rifle. But they're using it and they're taking it out of context to build their agenda around suppressing more gun laws, suppressing the police, being able to do their job. It's it's sickening. It's mind-blowing. I only spent about 30 minutes this morning reading up because <clears throat> I decided I was going to do this this morning. After I was reading some stuff about it, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm speaking out. Um, I'm not t- I'm trying to take advantage of the situation, but it's uh, don't let these guys suck you into their stupid laws and their stupid mindset because what they're doing is they're trying to play on our emotions. It's a perfect storm for these psycho lawmaker trying to destroy the United States of America. This is their plan. And when these kind of things happen, it is a perfect storm for them to integrate these laws that bind us 
as the American citizens and hold us hostage uh, to protect ourselves, to hunt, to do all these things that the American people should be allowed to do as part of the Constitution. But when things like this happen, it's like, yes. They don't give a care about these kids that died. Do you think President Biden really cares? All he thinks about, and I'm going to play you some of his speech that he gave. It's like a five-minute deal. I'm not going to play all of it, but I'm also not going to pick and choose things like CNN does and all these stupid liberal media platforms. I'll just throw Fox News in there. That they play to manipulate what he says and take pieces and add pieces, but I I, I listen to the full thing. And he, he, let's put it this way, he spent more time talking about making new gun laws than he did consoling the parents and the family members of this tragedy. What does that tell you? That tells you all he cares about is making more gun laws. And what's going to blow your mind here, and I'm going to get into it, okay? I'm going to start reading you some articles. What's going to blow your mind is, is the fact that he goes in, he's going to sign an executive order that's going to suppress the police department even more. This, that's Why? Why is he suppressing the, the police department when they're the ones that broke in and helped and shot this guy? This 18-year-old kid. Kid, yes. <clears throat> and... This thing's updating so fast. Um, and okay, now, mind you, I'm, I went on CNN. So the first thing when you Google school shooting was CNNs. Of course, right? That's what, that's, you, you, didn't, you can't find no, in fact, when I put that in, Fox News will not pull up on the whole first page of Google. Fox News will not even pull up. Not that I'm saying they're a whole lot better, but... It's like CNN, NBC, CBS, all them. That's all that pulled up. And a couple articles from CNN. Nothing from Fox News. Definitely nothing from America or uh, what's the other one I like I list, I like a lot for sure. Um, I'll, to, I'll, I'll look them up here in a second because I'll get it. Something one. I want to say it's American one or <clears throat> anyways, I'll look it up. Okay, so let's just go ahead and listen to what CNN says. That's all they're going to care about, okay? So, let me, let me get to this part because I had it saved so I could come to it quick, but uh, they're starting to release the names of the victims. The stuff's updating so fast and stuff that I already I just read has already um, moved so far down the list. I can't really actually keep up with it. Let's see here. So... <clears throat> they, they first off, they said one thing. They said that the sh- the shooter had a handgun, and then he had an assault rifle with a high capacity mag rounds. And now they're saying he had two assault rifles. I'm not hearing anything about the handgun anymore. Which how does he have one and doesn't have one all of a sudden? Now I guarantee you still had a handgun, but they're not even talking about that now. <clears throat> it says on May 18th. Okay, so he supposedly he bought this gun, these guns, on his 18th birthday. So I guess Texas allows a 18-year-old to buy long guns. That's, I'm just going to call it that. That's what our stupid state calls it, right? Okay, so in California, you got to be 21 to buy a long gun. Oh, I'm sorry. Correction, correction. No. Yeah, for you got to be 21 to buy a handgun in California, okay? Um, I believe you can be 18 to buy a long gun. But for sure, 21 on the handgun, okay? 
now I'm not even going to worry about looking that up for the long gun thing in California. It doesn't matter. Bottom line is Texas, it was a long gun that you can buy when you're 18 years old. It was a fully auto, not fully automatic, but it was a semi-automatic rifle. There's pictures of online if you want. And the first thing when you pull up the CNN article, instead of like the family mor- family's mourning or whatever, it was two assault rifles in the picture. Like that's the focus, right? This is the bad thing. These guns stood up by themselves and started shooting people. Now, I will say this. I don't think the shooter should be give any credit his name. I don't think none of that. Like, don't show his pictures. Don't make this guy a hero. He is dead now. The police did shoot him. Okay. So, on May 18th, the, subs- the suspect also purchased hundreds of rounds of ammunition for this gun. There's starting to come more information coming out, and it's updating so fast. I'm trying to scroll down far enough where I initially read it appears and believe now see, this is CNN, so I don't believe anything they say, but we're just reading what they're saying, okay? They they lie so bad it, you literally cannot read the news and believe anything you said, but we're just for sake of information, we're just gonna read what they say, okay? Appears that they found to be seven thirty round magazines with him. Right? He was wearing a vest. I don't think it had the bulletproof armor in it, from what they're saying in here. <clears throat> um I'm going to keep scrolling down. Man, it's 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 too fast. It's going way too fast. Man, that stinks because I had that all lined up. But what this, their page is doing is it's giving new updates and it's flushing the old ones out. And I wanted to read that other thing. But anyway, supposedly this 18-year-old kid bought these guns for his birthday. He shot his grandmother at her their house is who he lived with. They don't know where the grandfather is. He shot the grandmother. She's in the hospital. She's still alive as of right now. He leaves in a vehicle. I don't know if it was his or not. Crashes it in a ditch. Gets out with his weapons. Runs into the school. And there's starting to be mixed things here now. They're trying to say that the police was apprehending him while he ran in there. Other things are saying that's not true. He ran inside the building. He locked himself in one of the rooms with the school and started shooting the kids and the teachers. I don't know if everybody in that room was killed or if they, but the police finally blessed in. They're not giving those details out yet. <clears throat> the reason I'm bringing this up though is watch the chain reaction of what happens with all this stuff. Okay. I'm not trying to dig into the details of, of the shooting and everything, but this is what Biden says on his Twitter. We know common sense gun laws can't and won't prevent every tragedy. But we know they work and have a positive impact. Listen to this. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. And they're talking about Sandy Hook back uh, around 10 years ago, I believe. Which I'm I'm not going to say I'm kind of a semi-conspiracy theorist on that. I'm not going to say that didn't happen, but I'm also not going to say it did. I There's so many crazy, trippy things about that shooting that they're, they are not. To be honest with you, a lot of people know, like, say that did not happen. Okay. That was all about making gun laws. That was all about uh, suppressing things. And, and obviously it worked. And that's what they did. 
They banned assault weapons. Mass shootings went down. He said when the law expired, mass shootings tripled. Tripled. Tripled, really. Hmm. Show me the proof of that, oh, Biden. Show me the proof, okay? My question is, what are they trying to hide right now? Okay, what's going on? Why, you know, all these things go out the window. Yes, it's in our home front. Yes, it's in the United States of America. And I'm not saying this didn't happen, okay? I'm just saying what they're trying to do when this happens, okay? They don't care. It's not a gun problem. It's not a gun problem. It's a leadership problem. It's a sin problem. It's in people's natures. This guy, if he wanted to shoot people, look it. I don't even want to think this way and I don't even want to talk this way. But listen, if I if I was going to go kill, try to kill a mass group of people, I don't need an assault rifle to do that. Banning assault rifles and putting these restrictions, more restrictions on gun, gun laws are, is not going to change anything. How do they, why do they try to tell us that? Why do people are so stupid to believe this kind of stuff? If that kid wanted one, he could find the right person to get him one and he would have it. It's, it, it, it's easier. You're, you have less to deal with in California. We got to wait 10 days. That's not going to change what that kid was going to do. What, what kind of, I mean, let me ask this. Maybe he wasn't, but what kind of medication was this kid on? Okay. They are constantly, constantly trying to stuff pills down our children's throats. They're constantly, they hand it out like candy. I was just listening to a podcast the other day talking about how these guys, this guy became addicted to medication and to these things that are supposed to help and, and antidepressants and all these different things. And medications that they're giving our kids that cause addiction right out the gate and totally change the whole attitude and makeup of a person because you are drugged out of your mind. We're talking street legal stuff. So my question is, why don't, instead of you, look, yeah, go ahead. Look at his social media. Look at his background. Look at all these things. That's fine. FBI's got to do what they got to do. <clears throat> but instead of trying to, all they're worried about is the gun, the gun. What is this? Let's look at him. Let's let's take some blood, you know, some DNA tests, or not DNA tests, but some blood samples and test his blood and see if he was on something. Okay, and who's the doctor that gave it to him? These doctors are more sickening. They're, trust me, I know there's plenty of good doctors out there, but the majority of the doctors are the most sickest people on the face of this earth. Because they are in cahoots with the the pharmaceutical companies, and they make their cut. Guys, if you don't know this, I'm telling you, you better look into it. If your doctor's trying to give you something that's not just a normal, you know, for a bad situation, if you had a surgery or you had this or you're really sick with something, there's a difference between, I just feel so depressed all the time. You better look in and know this right now. Look into what you're taking. Look at the side effects. Don't trust, just trust your doctor. Do your own research because they are, if you, if you didn't know this, they are getting a cut from every medication they give you. Did you know that? Did you know that? And I hope none of you are just taking stuff to take it. 
I know there's right times and right things to take, but not this stuff that you got to take every day and your life depends on it. I, I, how can I say this? I, I'm not trying to be heartless. I'm not trying to be unthoughtful. But I want to tell you, please, I just ask you, just please look at what you're taking and do you have to have it? Are you dependent on it because the doctor told you that? Or are you t- dependent on it because you're afraid of what you'll be like without it? There's a better way. I promise you there's a better way. Exercise. Working hard. When we don't keep ourselves busy, we have too much time to think. And I, sometimes I think that hurts people. Staying active. You uh, you know, I know there's there's different scenarios. There's stuff I don't even understand. Trust me, I'm not trying to act like I do because there's some scenarios I don't understand and I'm not trying to act like I do. But just remember, it's so sad and pathetic because a doctor is someone we look up to that has all these years of schooling and that's trying to help me and that should care about me. But the sad thing is, they're not all good doctors. And some don't, they just plain don't care about you. That Why do you think you can just go get a doctor just to give you a prescription like that? No problem. If anything, a doctor should try to keep you natural and not just put push pills down your throat. If they really care about you, because they know of all these side effects, they know the things that can do to your blood pressure, it can do to your mind, it can do to your heart, it can do to your cardiovascular system. It can do to your kidneys and your liver. All these bad things that's doing to your body. Come on now. If a doctor really cared about that, why would they do that? So what? just saying all that to say this. Let's test his blood. Let's see what he was on. I'm not making an excuse for it, but that's a big problem. That's a problem. But guess what? The president, the Senate, all of them aren't going to say a word. CNN, they're not going to say a word about medication and pharmacies because that's where they make their money. They're making hand over fist. They're becoming millionaires and billionaires because of the pharmaceutical companies. Let's look into that. Let's see what he, why has nobody said, let's, let's see what he's on. Instead, it's guns. Guns are bad. Guns are bad. Guns aren't bad. The people standing behind them are the ones that make the decision, not the guns. Oh, what I was going to say is, I could. I don't even want to speak like this and think about this, but if I was going to go do a mass shooting, especially in a small classroom where everybody's within maybe at the most 20 yards, I could put, I could, I mean, you could go unlimited of how many handguns you can carry that can have 15 rounds, nine rounds. Let's say we're in California, nine rounds. So two handguns, that's 18 rounds right there. And a point blank range, 20 yards or less, you can... You can cherry pick every person you wanted to. Has, what I'm saying is it has nothing to do with an assault rifle, with a high-capacity round. Okay? With the high-capacity mag, I'm sorry. It has nothing to do with that. Okay, take the... Take the um, grab a shotgun and take the, the stopper out of it. My goodness, when I get so worked up, I can't even speak on stupid normal things. Take the plug out of it, okay? Take the plug out of the shotgun, and there you go. Stuff that thing. 
and carry two of those bad boys in there. You're going to do more damage than you did with the assault rifle. You could be hurting, injuring two, three people at one time. Why, why are we not talking about that? Because people, it's because of the leverage they want to make more gun laws. Bottom line. Isn't it funny how, <clears throat> whatever. Okay, so let me start playing some clips. I'm not going to keep dragging this and beating this with a dead horse, <clears throat> like a dead horse. Wish I could find that. I saved that clip and then it, it left. Okay, so listen to this. The, this guy from the NAACP, he's the president. Uh, his name's Derek Johnson. He said in a statement before the White House, we know full well. So what's going to happen is now today, and I think he just signed it. I'm pretty sure he just signed it. Biden signed an executive order. It'll blow your mind what's in this executive order. Okay. He said, we know full well that an executive order cannot address America's policing crisis the same way Congress has the ability to, but we've got to do everything we can. Listen to this. There's no better way to honor George Floyd. Honor him? Listen to this. This, this gets worse. There's no better way to honor George Floyd's legacy? <laughs> what? What legacy? This guy was a drug addict and a and a, a serious mental problems and had a record. Is that a we want to honor a legacy of drug abuse and violence and having a record with the police department? I'm by no means condoning what the how the officer handled that situation if half of that was even true. But guys make mistakes. So yeah, maybe maybe he did do that. If he did Shame on him, okay, for handling it the way he did. But that's not honoring his legacy. My goodness. What are you talking about? That's how stupid these people are. It's like, and it's stupid. We're even more stupid when we believe this stuff. A guy like that, I can say you're an idiot and move on. And I don't give a rip what that guy says. But instead, oh, so, so he said... <clears throat> By signing this executive order, I'm thinking, okay, what is he talking about? I'm thinking more restrictions on ammo laws or gun laws, right? He's like, there's no better way to honor George Floyd's legacy. Okay, what does that have to do with the mass shooting? That had nothing. That was supposedly police brutality. <laughs> so we're, how are, someone that's a mass shooting with ammo and with an assault rifle has to do that it's the police's fault when the police are the ones that went in and saved the day. Do you see the idiocracy of this? This is mind-blowing. Do you see where I'm going with this? He signed an executive order to restrict the more to police departments and the sheriff's departments. Can you believe that? He's using this situation to restrict them even more. Hold on a second. Am I tripping out here? I'm not, I'm not on no drugs. I'm drinking sweet tea right now. I had my cup of coffee this morning. Like, what are you talking about? So let me go on the White House, wh.gov. So I had to look this up. <laughs> this is trip, trips you out. You almost can't believe what you're reading. 
<clears throat> so if you want to see this for yourself, go to whitehouse.gov. This is straight from the briefing room. It's a fact sheet on the White House's website. President Biden to sign historic executive order to advance effective, accountable policing and strengthen public safety. Okay. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, hold on a second here. I thought this was about assault rifles. And I know, trust me, he's got plenty more to sign when it comes to gun laws. He's, they're, he, they're pushing the Senate so hard right now. They're using this. They're crying. They're, oh, we need to do something. Do you, not, do you people not care? Love, they love it. This is so perfect for them. It just lines straight up. Listen to this. Two years ago, the murder of George Floyd exposed for many what black and brown communities have long known experienced. Man, that sounds kind of racist to me. I don't know. Call them black and brown communities. What are you talking about? Who's black and brown? What's black and brown? Stinking the most. <laughs> They're the most racist people on the planet Earth. The people that are saying we're not racist and trying to tell everybody they're racist. They are the worst. Uh, that we must do more to ensure that our nation lives up to... This is straight on the White House's website. That our nation lives up to its founding promise of fair and impartial justice for all. The incident sparked one of the largest social movements this country has ever seen, with calls from all corners to acknowledge the legacy of systemic racism in our criminal justice system and in our institutions more broadly. Today, President Biden will sign a haste sign a historic executive order to advance effective, accountable policing and criminal justice practices that will build public trust and strengthen public safety. So what they're saying is, we don't trust the police department. That is bull. We do too trust them. The media has tried to poison people's brains by saying police brutality, police brutality. I don't know anybody that doesn't trust the police around here. The me, these people right here that are writing this are playing off the media as that's the American people and that's what they believe and that's how they feel, which is a bunch of bull malarkey. They don't believe that. Just like we didn't vote President Biden in, just like we did, uh, Gavin Newsom did not get re, I'm going to say reelected for when he was trying, we were trying to get rid of him. That, none of that's true. I don't believe that. None of it. That's why I still stand by what I said about the voting thing. I don't care who disagrees with me about it. That's my decision. I'm American. And that's the decision I make. But they're playing off what the media says as that's the voice of the people. And that is baloney. That is not the voice of the American people. It's the puppets in the position of power saying they're the voice for the people. They ain't the stinking voice for the people. They're a bunch of liars, fakes, hypocrites, and political agendas, agenda people that are setting the stage. It's so pathetic. It makes us so helpless and so voiceless. We have no voice. The American people have no voice. Yet there are places in America today where the bonds of trust are frayed and broken. To heal as a nation, we must acknowledge that fatal encounters with law enforcement have disproportionately involved black and brown people. That is not even true. 
If you look at statistically, because there are more white people in the United States than there are other nationalities. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There is way more, whatever you want to call it, police brutality, unfairness, uh, what do they call it, uh, fatal encounters, way more with white people. And that's all, this is lies. This is all lies. And it doesn't matter if you're, oh, what they would say, what they would say is, uh, black, brown, or white. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> okay, well, so let me skip down through this. I'm not going to read all of this. Okay, so this is what this executive order that he signed today, he just signed, what it's going to do. So, not as if the police department, and I worked, them, I worked with the sheriff's department and our local sheriff's department, as uh, one of the helicopter pilots. So I've become friends with our local police department and our sheriff's department, okay? And I've been starting to meet more, even our CHP, which is California Highway Patrol. I'm starting to meet more people, become friends with more people, right? And hearing their voice on it. Uh, uh, I don't know if they're going to ever be willing to come on here because they're active. I don't know how that's going to work. And they're local. I mean, we just have, we wouldn't say their name. I'm, I'm going to talk to them and see if they would and if that's something they would even be allowed to do obviously have to be quiet about how we do it and I don't even know if I would put that up on the YouTube channel the MVM show YouTube channel but I don't know if I could show faces I don't know how that would work I gotta find out about that but anyways okay so it says promotes accountability promotes accountability how much more accountability can you have these guys have to wear stinking dash cams on their car and chest mount cams every time they do anything i mean i think maybe they can turn them off when they're using the restroom maybe so they're gonna create a new mind you okay hold on let me slow down a second here we just had a school shooting this wild maniac 18 year old comes in here we don't know what drugs he's on guaranteed he was Okay, he walks in the school and starts shooting kids and teachers. And the president says he's going to deal with it. And how he deals with it is, is he suppresses the police department. Let that sink in for a second, okay? Let me repeat that. We just had somebody, an 18-year-old kid with assault rifles, walk in a school and shoot a bunch of kids. He's now, right, he just signed an executive order to suppress our law enforcement agencies. 
One of the things that's in this executive order, it creates a new national database of police misconduct. So everybody, every cop that has had been fired or let go because of misconduct is now going to be in this database. Okay? It strengthens pattern or practice investigations. It steps to improve the investigation and prosecution of criminals, criminal civil rights violations, including directing the issuance of best practices for independent investigations, improving coordination to address systemic misconduct. I don't know what's going on outside. Keep hearing some bang going on. Sorry. Okay. It ensures timely and thorough investigations and consistent discipline. So disciplining the police department, the law enforcement agencies more. <coughs> it mandates the adoption of body-worn camera policies. So this EO, I'm going to say EO from now on, it's executive order. The EO orders all federal law enforcement agencies to adopt and publicly post body-worn, publicly post, wow, and publicly post body-worn camera policies that mandate activation of cameras during activities like arrests, searches, and provide for the expedited public release of footage following incidents. So, okay, uh, do I need to explain that? I don't think so. So you guys understand that? This, this again, this is after a shooting. They're doing this to the law enforcement agencies. Raises standards. Bans the use of chokeholds and carotid restraints. So, like, coming from behind the carotid artery, you know, choking off restraints unless deadly force is authorized. What does that mean? And who's authorizing that? And restricts the use of non, uh, and restricts the use of no-knock entries. So, like, when a, a, a warrant is made, <clears throat> I know how this works a little bit. When a warrant is issued, the police department... Sheriff's Department, whoever they are, they knock on the door first still. Unless they can hear something going on, they'll kick the door in. But now they're saying they're going to restrict this no-knock entry. <laughs> oh, it's like, what does this have to do? What does this have to do with the school shooting? It's sick, man. Requires new standards that limit the use of force and require de-escalation for all federal agencies. It sounds like, to, to me, what that reminds me of is in Afghanistan, you got to be shot at and got to be basically hit by a round of fire back on the enemy when you're in a war zone in Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever. They're doing it. I mean, it's like war on the streets now. It's like, again... They're limiting the police department. Trust me, I know there's bad cops out there. I know they do things, but what is it? On a handful in the United States alone? Whereas all these other situations that happens, you're just limiting more and more and more and more. Every cop wants to de-escalate. Nobody, no cop wants to use their gun. No cop wants it to come down to that. They're limiting the use of force and they're requiring de-escalation for all federal agencies, okay? So they're going to make them update the use of force policy, which authorizes force only when no reasonably effective, safe, and feasible alternative appears to exist. So if there's no other way and you've been shot at so many times, then maybe you can jump up behind him and choke him out instead of just shoot him, you know? 
restores and expands upon the Obama-Biden administration's restrictions on the transfer of military equipment. So they're limiting that more. Not There's where the gun stuff comes in, right? Supports law. Okay, now we're supporting the law enforcement with improved systems and training. Oh, yeah, more training is definitely going to make them better. It's definitely going to stop the gun problem. Uh, the gun problem. The, the, the people problem. The sin problem. What about the video games that these kids are playing their whole lives? That is nothing but murder and blood and rape and all these other sick things that go on on these video games. What about that? Desensitizing these kids. Making the, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you downright right now. Growing up, seeing movies I've watched with the action, the blood, the gore, the shooting, it has definitely desensitized me because I've seen things that really, I feel, almost don't really affect me in a way. Now, when it's kids and stuff, it always is going to affect you. And everything does affect you in a way. But when I see blood and guts, it doesn't keep me up at night like it would if I've never seen it before. That's kind of that's sad, honestly. And it part and that's that was before I went to Afghanistan. I mean, that was its own beast in itself. But the other day, we found something. I gotta be careful how I say this, but there was a dead body. And I didn't it didn't even phase me like I thought it would that, that had been there for a while. Got to be careful when I say that and what I say, but I mean, honest to God, it looked like something I seen off a movie. And if I've seen that so many times, that's the way Hollywood is now. Everything's so real looking. It's not going to have the effect on you where if that's the first time you've seen something like that. And so in the video game side of things, these kids are seeing this stuff that looks so real. And the video games nowadays look so real. And and the blood and the cuts and the gunshot wounds in these look so real. Everything looks so real that when they jacks up some kid's mind and he's on what he's on and he's whatever's happened in his home life and however his grandparents treated him, his parents treated him, however these things happen, it's desensitize them. More training for the police department has nothing to do with what's happening to our kids and why th- these things are happening. That has nothing to do with it. It's what's happening in the home. Start from the foundation. The foundation is the home. And unfortunately, because dads aren't there, moms aren't there, the homes broke up, all these things, these are the... These are the basis and the stem of all these other problems. If somebody wants to kill somebody, they'll use a bat to do it. Are we not going to be allowed to play baseball anymore because that's considered a deadly weapon? I have some friends I grew up with, and I, I want to have one or two of them on the podcast. But my friend's kids were murdered with a pitchfork in their own beds. Broke into their homes, and he spoke very publicly about this. This was years ago, and I need to have him on the podcast, and he speaks about it. And God's healed them from that pain and agony they faced. But if you're anywhere in California, or you that was, you could hear that all around the United States when that happened, as this crazy guy on drugs broke into their home and killed 
his kids, two of them, and injured the other ones with a pitchfork. Nobody said anything about banning pitchforks. And really, it wasn't as big of news as it should have been because what are the drugs that are being allowed to be given now? That could have, They could have been illegally, and I don't know all the details. I'm going to actually have him on this podcast. Next time he's out here, he lives. He doesn't live uh, in California anymore. But I, I, I want to talk to him about that and have him on. You guys can hear the story. And, and, and not just about the gruesome details, but about the power of God, how it helped him and his wife through that, and how he blessed them with two more children, and how he's recovering from that and how he deals with it. He spoke at lots of schools and all kinds of things. But anyways, oh, more training, more training, right? And... And an up, they want an updated approach. The White House wants an updated approach on the recruitment, hiring, and promotion and retention of law enforcement officers. It reimagines the crisis response. It prioritizes officer wellness. Again, they're making this sound like the, some cop just went in and went berserk and shot. I'm like, I, I don't get this. I, I don't get this. I do because I know what they're doing. They're using the emotion of people to start throwing in things and executive orders to get things rolling because people are so emotional right now. Yes, sign it. This has nothing to do with it. Just wait. Let's see what he comes up with for gun laws. Let's see how that goes down because this is the second, supposedly I think, this is the second biggest school shooting since Sandy Hook. Again, if Sandy Hook was even real. Um, Requires new standards for accreditation and for accrediting bodies. Implements new a new evidence-informed annual anti-bias training requirement. Oh, my goodness. Improves data, transparency, and oversight of new technologies. Studies the impact of use of force incidents on communities. Oh, my word. Safeguards the use of facial recognition technology and other sophisticated algorithmic tools. Enhances data Collection and data transparency reforms our broader criminal justice system, directs a government-wide strategic plan to propose interventions to reform our criminal justice system, improves conditions of confinement. Oh, boy. Yeah, okay. So now that a school shooting is taking place, we need to improve the condition of confinement. (laughs) What? Ah. (laughs) Boy, we live in a sick world. They will use anything to get stuff passed. Will they not? It's crazy. Uh, and then part of that improvement of conditions of confine- confinement, the Secretary of Health and Human, Re- Human Services will update procedures as necessary to increase mitigation of COVID-19 in correctional facilities. Think about this, guys. The, the reason he wrote this and he signed this executive order was because of the school shooting. Not a single thing has had to do with it. Not a single thing. But this is what's getting under, behind our backs and right under our noses. Things are getting thrown in and fed through and they're use, using these, these horrible tragedies like they say they care, which they don't care. Well, they do care because then they can get more stuff passed. But they're, they're improving conditions and confinement. Yeah, let's add more TVs, more, 
more um, better living conditions for these felons. Let's, let's just make prison a, a beautiful place. Let's get cow kings for their beds and let's, let's get them, you know, uh, let's paint their rooms and make them feel like they're at home. Expand the publication and sharing of vaccination, testing, infection, and f- fatality data dis- disaggregated by race, ethnicity, age, sex, disability, and facility, and to identify alternatives to facility-wide lockdowns and restrictive housing to reduce the risk of transmission. The Attorney General will also report to the President on steps to limit the use of restrictive housing and improve conditions of confinement, including with respect to the incarceration of women, juveniles, and persons in recovery. And then last but not least, requires full implementation of the First Step Act. They don't really talk about what this is. Who knows what this is? It says the Attorney General will update DOJ policy as necessary to fully implement the First Step Act and to report annually on implementation metrics, including an assessment of any disparate, I don't even know how to pronounce that word usually pretty good with the English, but disparate, disparate, desperate impact of the pattern risk assessment tool and steps to correct any such disparities. Well, it's another word for dis- disparities, but I'm not sure how to pronounce it in that way. But anyways, okay, so that's right on the White House website. That's all the things that they just signed. The exec- so you people are hearing, he signed an executive order. He's really trying to get things done. And then you look at what the executive order was, and you're like, okay, what did that have to do with the shooting today? Okay. Now, last but not least, I didn't have no more ads. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I read all my ads that I wanted to read. Now let's go to YouTube. Okay. Let's go to the first video. This, this is the full speech. It's only seven minutes long. By the president. Hold on a second. Let me get there. Okay. I think this is the one. Oops, hold on. Now I gotta plug this in. Right, give me a second. Plug this in. Turn the volume up. And that one is that one. All right, here we go. Good evening, fellow Americans. I had hoped when I became president, I would not have to do this again. Another massacre. I'm picking on him totally right now, but he said, I hoped I would not have to do this. Ever have to do this as president again. (laughs) So you were hoping you never had to do this, but then you got to do it again. I'm just picking on right now. Uvalde, Texas. An elementary school, beautiful, innocent, second, third, fourth graders. And how many scores of little children who witnessed what happened see their friends die as if they're on a battlefield, for God's sake? Okay, I'm going to pause this real quick. Notice how many times, I I think I'm going to play the whole thing. I wasn't going to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start marking down how many times he says God. He says, for God's sake. He starts saying all these things. Okay. He don't care nothing about God. But 
he's going to use his name and take it in vain multiple times. Why is he doing that? Because he's taking advantage of the emotion of the situation. When you speak like that, you are passionate, right, about something. You are trying to get a point across. Okay, that's one. I'm not going to name it every time he says it, but you just hear how many times he says that. They'll live with it the rest of their lives. There's a lot we don't know yet. There's a lot we do know. The parents who will never see their child again, never have them jump in bed and cuddle with them. Parents will never be the same. To lose a child is like having a piece of your soul ripped away. There's a hollow. That guy creeps me, man. That guy that you hear him just like breathing through his nose. Okay, and I'm I'm and again, I'm not I know some would think, yeah, you're you're just picking on me. You can't stand the guy. It's like, you know what? I don't I don't want anybody to perish. As a Christian, I want everybody to be saved. And someone like him, I don't God only knows the things that he's done. And the perversion. Because I know it's there. You can see it all over him. And he, there's proof of it, right? Guys, this guy's sitting there sniffing kids. I mean, legitimately, if you didn't know that, look it up. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not pictures, people trying to make him look like it. It's video footage multiple times. Ugh, guy creeps me. It gives you the will. He's just looking at this guy. And he's trying so hard to sound so compassionate right now. He's looking down, reading his, you know, his paper. In your chest, you feel like you're being sucked into it. And, I, you know, I, if I was making this speech, he's, he's never lost a kid. So how does he know what it feels like that your soul's being ripped from you? I, if it was me, I'd be like, I have no idea what you guys are facing. I can't even imagine the hurt and the pain. I hurt for you. You know, but instead he's just trying to tell them how they feel. Because, you know, he knows so well. I'm never going to be able to get out. Suffocating. He's building up the emotion right now for what he's about to introduce. So we're at a minute 36 of his speech, of his seven-minute speech. I'll tell you, he only spends about two and a half minutes of that seven and a half minutes condoling the family. Con- con- yeah. Now what? And then when he'll switch, okay, with going with gun laws and stuff. It's never quite the same. <clears throat> It's a feeling shared by the siblings and the grandparents and the family members and the community that's left behind. Scripture says, Jill and I have talked about this in different oh, yeah, contexts. Yeah, tell us about another the context. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So many crushed spirits. He looks back at his wife right there. It's funny how, isn't it funny so, how I've never seen no president always have their wife by him like that she is. She's got to make sure you don't say nothing stupid. Tonight, I asked the nation to pray for them. Give the parents and siblings the strength in the darkness they feel right now. 
As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When? Okay, that's dead at 2 minutes and 28 seconds into that speech. Boom, here comes the gun. So now he's going to spend five minutes talking about guns. In God's name, we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done. I'm going to go back. Name. I'm going back 10 seconds. Are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name, we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done. That's three times he said God. It's been 340 3,448 days, 10 years since I stood up at a high school in Connecticut, a grade school in Connecticut, where another gunman massacred 26 people, including 20 first graders at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents of gunfires reported on school grounds. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Santa Fe High School in Texas, Oxford High School in Michigan. The list goes on and on, and the list grows when it includes mass shootings at places like movie theaters, houses of worship, as we saw just 10 days ago at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. <laughs> we can and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, nope. mass shootings went down. Listen to this. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. Mm. The idea that an 18 year old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons. It's just wrong. What in God's name do you need to solve it for except to kill someone? <laughs> really? Really? So that's, that's the, the reason. You don't need a gun, an assault weapon. I can't. It's like, give me a break on when he says that. To kill somebody. Play the, I'm going to play that again. It's just wrong. What in God's name do you need to solve it for except to kill someone? Man. So everyone that buys one is, that's their plan is to kill someone. I don't know how many of you guys have uh, an assault rifle out there. I guess you guys are all going to be mass murderers. That's, all, that's the only reason you have that for. That's your plan. Right? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. <laughs> and the gun manufacturers have spent two decades aggressively marking assault weapons, which make them the most and largest profit. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. He's asked six times. Here's what else I know. My most Americans and Where largest you? profit. This it's just sick. sick. This dude's sick. He's sick. You're saying guns are the problem in the world? Like I said, what about the pharmaceutical companies? People tweaked out of their mind. Hollywood. The movies, the murders, the rapes, the things they do on there. The adultery, the fornication. What about those problems? 
What about how you're brainwashing our kids in school that they don't know what sex they are? Oh, I, I thought I was a boy, but maybe I'm not. Maybe I have all the tools as a boy, but maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm built like a girl, but maybe really I'm not. Maybe there's something. Come on. You want to say guns is the problem in the United States of America and the gun makers are the problem because it's all about, uh, there's, he's sick, man. These people in these positions of power are sick. All about the money, all about this and that, right? Yeah, that's all, that's all they care about. And the gun manufacturers have spent two decades aggressively marking assault weapons, which make them the most and largest profit aggressively marketing it what in the world is that supposed to mean because be honest with you i've never seen one time on tv a gun advertisement i've never seen that they probably want to they're probably not even allowed to put that on there so how are they aggressively marketing that you don't hear advertisements on the radio or pandora or cirrus about buy a gun buy a gun today what are they talking about aggressively marketing it there is no marketing for it. People are doing it on their own power because they don't feel safe. So they go into the gun store in droves now more than they ever have because they want to protect themselves. They don't trust the government. They don't trust you, Biden. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. Here's what else I know. Most Americans support common sense laws, common sense gun laws. No, they don't. I just got off... A trip from Asia, meeting with Asian leaders. Hmm. Asian and I learned of this while I was on the aircraft. And what struck me on that 17-hour flight, what struck me was these kinds of mass shootings rarely happen anywhere else in the world. Why? I'll tell you, old Joey boy. Because they deal with their crime. They deal with their crime. We, what do we do? We protect the criminal. Come on, dude. Come on. We protect the criminal. We suppress the police department. We protect the criminal. Why do you think that kind of stuff doesn't go on over their knucklehead? It's like, come on. I can't stand stupidity. He ain't stupid. He knows the truth. But to proclaim that kind of thing is stupidity. Hey, I mean, they might still be doing it, but not long ago, if you stole something, they're chopping your hand off. I guarantee you ain't going to go steal again. I'm not saying that's what we need to go to, but I guarantee if that started happening, we would stop that right now, today. You put that on the media that... Oh, someone just had their hand chopped off because they stole a drill from Lowe's. You want to hear something insane? Here in California, I'm standing at the register. I don't know if I, if I told the story already. Oh, well, I'm telling it again. I'm standing at the register at Lowe's on the lumber side, okay? And there's this dude. I'll just say he was a nefarious-looking character, okay? But I wasn't judging him. I just seen him. He was whatever. It doesn't matter. I didn't think he was no crook or whatever. He was just acting really weird. He looked like he was a little bit high, and he's, like, pacing back and forth, back and forth, and he looks super nervous, and he's looking around, and, like, nobody's paying him any attention. But he's probably so spun out on drugs, he's thinking people are, right? 
And there's a, ch- a cashier in one and a cashier in the other. So if you're construction or do anything, go to Lowe's at all. You know, there's two check registers on the lumber side usually to where, and then on the other side, there's a bunch of registers because it's more like on the home decor stuff. And then there's a big door. So forklifts can come in and out of there, right? So I'm standing watching this guy do that. I'm standing in line and like, this guy's acting like a weirdo. All of a sudden I hear, like this a little alarm go off over by the power tool section. And then all of a sudden, this guy, that guy has something under his shirt walking real fast to the door, and it's sticking out about a foot from, you can tell, it's like he's got something stuffed under his shirt sticking, it's so obvious, it's like, I don't even know why he hit it. And I look, to, I look over at him, he's coming right in between the registers, getting ready to go out the door, and I said, hey, he's, he's stealing something, like, and when he heard me say that, he bolted out the door. The, red, the, the check registers heard me. I said it super loud. That's why he started running. Ran outside. Both uh, cashiers never looked up. I go, I said he's, still, he's stealing something. And they, that one lady looked up like she literally hated me for saying that. I was just like, whatever. I mean, I kind of know in California you can't do nothing about it. Check this out. This, was, this is what's insane. So the one guy called me over. He was just opening up the stand, and he looked at me. He was just shaking his head. I'm like, dude. There's nothing you can do, huh? And he's like, no, he was a cool guy. I think he was prior military. And I'm buying my stuff, and we're talking a little bit. He's shaking his head. He's like, you won't, you won't believe this. He said, this is Lowe's. He said, just last week, I, first of all, I asked him, I said, how often do you guys get ripped off? And he said, multiple times a day, every single day. And I go, what? It's like you're inviting them to come in, and there's not a thing they're doing about it. Not a thing. They're not even getting security. They aren't doing anything. It's like, why won't that guy just keep coming in every day then? No one's going to stop him. No one can stop him. No one can touch him. No one can approach him. Nothing. And he said, just last week, there was a lady I worked with standing right behind this counter. And she's he's, he said, someone ran around stealing something. And all she did is... Standing behind the counter, reached to grab the item that they were running out of the store with to stop him. Just grab the item, not him. Grab the item, and she got fired. She was fired. I said, I would, I told him, I go, I would sue Lowe's for every penny they're worth if someone, if they fired me for that. I, I can't even comprehend that. So, Going back to what we're saying is we why? He goes, why? That's Biden's question. Why? Because you protect the criminal and you punish or suppress the people that do the right thing. That's why. They don't do that in foreign countries, bud. That's why they don't have the criminals criminalization like they do here. You know that. Don't, don't ask that question on a public announcement after a mass shooting trying to play off people because it's the guns problem? They have mental health problems. They have domestic disputes in other countries. They have people who are lost. But these kinds of mass shootings never happen with the kind of frequency they happen in America. Why? Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone to have the courage to deal with it and stand up to the lobbies? Where's our backbone? 
Yeah, I have a question I've asked the American people. What are, where is our backbone? And fight this junk. And we are fighting. Where's your stinking backbone? It's time to turn this pain into action for every parent, for every citizen in this country. We have to make it clear to every elected official in this country. It's time to act. This infuriates him. It infuriates these politicians that they cannot take every gun out of our house. That's why he's getting emotional. He don't give a care about these kids. He don't give a care about those two teachers. He's furious because they want every gun out of our hand. That's why he's so emotionally charged in this statement. Time for those who obstruct or delay or block the common sense gun laws. We need to let you know that we will not forget. We can do so much more. We have to do more. Our prayer tonight is those parents lying in bed and trying to figure out, will I be able to sleep again? I'm sorry. What do I say to my other He goes back at the end to act on the emotion again, right? So he squeezes in, well-written. Well, not well-written because he sounds like an idiot, but whoever helped him with this, nice way to do two minutes of family, five minutes of gun, and then finish up the last 45 seconds talking about the family and trying to bring back the emotion. See how that works? Get the emotion of the people rolling. Bring in the gun stuff and then end it. It's a perfect, it's a perfect emotional tactic. What happens tomorrow? May God bless the loss of innocent life on this sad day. And may the Lord be near the brokenhearted and save those now get crushed in spirit. Because they're going to need a lot of help. A lot of our prayers. God love you. God love you. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. What does the guys say here? Will you go to Texas, sir? Sir, will you go to Texas? They walk out and don't say nothing. They don't take any questions. Of course they don't. There's no way they're going to let that guy take any questions. <laughs> They'd be stupid if they did. So I'm going to end this podcast. Um, this kind of stuff just, it's just sickening and we need to know it because I know not myself included, we don't always pay attention to the stuff they try to sneak in under our noses, but that's what they're trying to do. That's what they're going to bring in. They're writing this executive order to suppress the police department more. All the good things, all the things that protect us and keep us safe. The police department, the sheriff's department, the, the guns, all these things that protect us and keep our families safe from these intruders. They, they suppress that. They limit that, they take away our protection, and then they give more protection to the criminal. It's not a gun problem. It's a sin problem. I'm still here. Podcast isn't over yet. But the Bible says for us to be sober, be vigilant, 
For your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And you know what? Here's the encouraging thing. Here's an encouraging word before I end this podcast. If my life is taken today, I don't want it to be. I want to live a full life. But if my life is taken today, I know where I'm going. And I'm going to heaven. My name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. I've given my life to Christ and I try to serve him to the best of my ability. He gives me strength. He gives me boldness. He gives me courage. He helps me live right, do right, treat my wife right, treat my kids right, raise them right. Do I make mistakes in all those areas? Absolutely, I do. But I have no fear. I'm not scared of the government. I'm not afraid what they can do because they have no power over my soul. But while I'm on this earth, I'm going to fight. I'm going to stand up for truth. I'm going to stand up for the right. And believe in God's word and trust in it because this is just another sign of the end times. It's just another sign of how the world is waxing worse and worse. And you know what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Not me. Not greater is it, am I, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. That's the president, the senate, the House of Representatives, the politicians, Democrat or Republic, liberal or conservative, God holds the keys. And I tell you what, he puts us in, in us a righteous indignation to stand for truth and fight for truth. You see it all through the Bible. You have to stand. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. I'm Titus with the NVM Show. Thanks for listening. Give this podcast a rating and review. Let's keep fighting, guys. Let's keep believing in truth. Let's keep standing for truth. Let's do our part. Whatever it is, signing the petitions, signing the bill, whatever it is, the voting on these kind of gun laws and stuff like that. I know. And again, you've heard me say there's certain things that I don't know if I'm going to vote on again. But there's more to that. Supporting the NRA to fight and to lobby for our gun rights. They're going to come at us hard when this kind of stuff happens, especially with the shooting in Buffalo 10 days ago and then this now. They're coming at us hard. Get ready. Get ready. And if you're not in California, don't think it's just us because they're coming for everybody. But we've got to fight. We've got to stand up for truth and trust in God because in the end, he's the only one. That is in control. These guys think they're, the Biden administration thinks they're in control. Biden thinks he's in control. Kamala Harris thinks she's in control. The House of Representatives, the Senate, they think they're in control. But you know what? In the end, God's in control. And we got to trust in him today. And I'm thankful that we can. I'm thankful that we have that promise of the Father to be there for us, to never leave us, forsake us. Actually, you know what? I got my hat on. Let me take it off. But... I'm going to close this one out in prayer too. Pray for the family. Lord, we thank you today, God, for your mercy and your grace. Lord, we thank you that you know exactly where we're at in this these times and these days we live in. The Bible says it's waxing worse and worse, and we know that. God, right now, I pray for the family. 
and families of all these kids and the two teachers that were murdered. God, we pray that you would help them, that you would strengthen them, that you would comfort them. Lord, that you give them peace that passes all understanding because when, and when your word says that, it's, it passes our understanding. We don't know how, even in these horrible times, in situations like this, that is such a devastating loss that we could even have peace, but God, you can give that. I pray, God, that you'll comfort them, that you'll give them sleep and peace and rest knowing that their kids are in a better place that you'll help heal the pain that I we know is not going to be overnight, God, but that you'll give them the strength to go through this, that you'll be with the police department, the sheriff's department, all the law enforcement agencies involved in this, that you'll help the other children that have witnessed this and seen some things with their eyes that they'll never forget, Lord. I pray that you'll protect their minds and their hearts, God, that you'll help them to recover from this, that you'll help them to sleep at night and give them peace as well. Jesus, we thank you for the comfort that you give us, and it's only something you can do. We are so helpless and hopeless without you. We need you, God. Forgive us, Lord, for taking you out of the schools and making prayer a priority and the word of God a priority in our lives. I pray that you'll help someone in this situation in time to realize their need of you Deal with our hearts. We thank you for everything you've done for us, for your many blessings and for your for protection, for your love, for your compassion. We thank you for today. Be with everybody as they go throughout their day. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're excited. Let's go, baby! Woo!